I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week's episode I wish could be whistled. It may sound absurd, but world over, there are societies which communicate through whistling. Salim Sinai was born precisely at midnight, 15th August 1947. Therefore, exactly as old as independent India. He later discovered that all children born in India between 12 a.m. and 1 a.m. on that date are imbued with special powers. Salim using his telepathic powers assembled a midnight children's conference reflective of the issues india faced in its early statehood concerning the cultural linguistic religious and political differences faced by a vastly diverse nation salim acted as a telepathic conduit bringing hundreds of geographically disparate children into contact while also attempting to discover the meaning of their kids this is of course a key premise in salman rushdie's midnight's children which not only won the booker's prize but went on to win the booker of bookers the best of all prize winners between 1993 and 2008 but today i'm going to talk about a very different kind of conference imagine children from the following places kushko a village in turkey's northern pontic mountains la gomera in the canary islands in the atlantic ocean off the coast of africa antia a village in the greek islands of evia as a french village in osau valley and closer home kongthong in meghalaya and the 22 odd villages surrounding it now it's unlikely that these children would be able to talk to each other but what if i told you that given enough time they may be able to because they are not constricted by language alone because they have something in common they all whistle they whistle each other's names crack jokes tell each other stories or just have mindless conversations for them the primary communication mode is whistling not speaking welcome to a rare and endangered form of language which arose spontaneously right from mexico to vietnam these developed independently with no contact with each other and they sometimes have surprising applications take for example the kikapu indian tribe living in the mexican state of coahuila whistle speech is employed primarily for courtship purposes to escape the attention of parents young men and women rendezvous using whistle speech each evening as a cultural tradition the whistling can be heard from dusk to as late as midnight every evening messaging mostly consists of phrases such as i'm thinking of you and come on or the french village of as where whistles were heard up to 100 decibels they were used for communication by shepherds in the mountains and by women working in the fields during the nazi occupation the language was used to ferry refugees across the spanish borders but i'd like to take you to kushko 
the Turkish village I mentioned a little while ago, on the rainy, mountainous black coast of Turkey, nestled in a valley, it's a postcard picture of an idyllic village. Houses balance on steep hillsides beside tea fields and hazelnut orchards. It hardly sees any tourists though, since there are no hotels. But if you make it to the village, you'd find yourself listening to Kush Dili or bird language. It adapts standard Turkish syllables into piercing tones. The language, much like many others, is disappearing as the younger generation, enamored with cell phones and texting, find little use for it. And yet, we have technology which comes to the rescue. If you have an Android phone, go to the show notes of this episode and you will find a link to download an app. Eastlik Dili Sozlu or the Whistling Language Dictionary. If you tap a word on the app, you hear the whistle translation. Interestingly, the whistling languages have unlocked a critical understanding of how our brain functions. It is now understood that the brain structures that process language are not as fixed as one's thought. There is a long-held belief that language interpretation occurs mostly in the left hemisphere and melody, rhythm and singing on the right. But a study that biopsychologist Onur Gunturkun conducted in Kushko suggests that the whistling language is processed in both hemispheres. Scientists are now considering the possibility that people whose spoken language comprehension is damaged by a left hemisphere stroke could learn to understand a whistle dialect, thereby being able to communicate again. But a fundamental question is still unanswered. Why did these communities evolve a language solely based on whistling when speaking was much easier? The reason behind it is a culmination of a need arising out of the geography of these places. If you go back and look up all the places on Google Maps, you will notice one thing in common. These are all places which are mountainous or are around dense forests and most of them are isolated. The main advantage of whistling speech is that it allows the speaker to cover much larger distances, typically 1 to 2 kilometers and up to 5 kilometers in mountains, without the strain and the lesser range of shouting. The quietness of these places and the lack of artificial lighting in the night meant that social information, shepherding, hunting, fishing and courtship could all be easily accomplished through whistling. In La Gomera in the Canary Islands, the upper reaches are almost permanently shrouded in clouds and mist and as a result are covered in lush and diverse vegetation. Since Roman times, they have whistled to communicate. Even today, just like centuries ago, you would find residents whistle across the hills telling each other about funerals, celebrations, weddings or pilgrimages. It's not an intimate language, it's a language meant for the public. It's a language of the times when we closely depended on each other for every aspect of our lives, when communities were close-knit. As we travel, we must continually remind ourselves that we have survived as a species not by feuding, but by befriending. We may not have the whistling languages today, but we all have that one language we can speak which could bring us closer, that of empathy. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media 
we are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YB Travel Forty Two on Instagram. 